He's got. He's Lee. And we're here to save the boobies. Episode number 11. Speed Racer. Speed Racer. Uh, okay, yeah. yeah. So this this week, we watched Speed Racer, uh, 2008 Wachowski brothers slash sisters movie. They were the brothers still then. Yes. Yes. <laughs> the Wachowskis. The Wachowskis, yes. <laughs> if that's easier. Yes. Uh, so this is post-Matrix. They made a movie about Speed Racer. Right. Which a lot of people didn't like. Well, I, I suspect a lot of people may not know about. I think it's the main thing is a lot of people didn't see it. It's it's kind of one. I think one of those movies that I, I think people mostly know it from reputation. I'm sure people have seen it, but it just kind of came and went and didn't really draw much attention. Yeah, it didn't make much of an impact. Right. I almost didn't see it. I saw it in the theater originally, but the only reason I saw it in the theater originally was a friend of mine wanted to see it and had no one to go with. And he was literally like, hey, you want to meet a theater and watch Speed Racer? And I was like, well, I kind of want to see Speed Racer, so sure, I'll go see it with you. <laughs> and that's the way, And I really enjoyed it, but I, wouldn't, I wasn't going to go to see it. Yeah, I, I did not. No, I didn't see it in the theater. You're the part of the problem. <laughs> My day is filled with work. <laughs> and I'm making excuses, but I kind of That sounds like an excuse. I don't know if you really need an excuse for why you didn't see Speed Racer, but if it makes you sleep at night, I don't know how strong your defense has to be. I think you can stop it. I just didn't see it. <laughs> yeah, I went down a rabbit hole there. So it's a good movie. I I liked watching it. I liked watching it a second time, and yes. I think it's it's worth recommending to people. I think it's a good movie, bordering on great, but the bordering is pretty strong. I think it could have been a great movie. I think it's just a good movie, but I think it's a really good movie. Yeah, I would I, hesitate to call it great. Right, and I get frustrated because I think it could be a great movie in so many aspects, but it kind of has the the Wachowskis have a problem. I think of reaching greatness. <laughs> I think sometimes they yeah. get in their own way, yes. and I think it's the case in this movie, too. I was going to say exactly that. They can't seem to get out of their own way. Mm-hmm. This and certain yeah. other movies. Was it uh, Jupiter Ascending? Oh, my gosh. I haven't yeah. seen it, but nobody liked it. <laughs> well, I actually heard so people than... liked it. But, uh, Why but don't you go see it? I need to give it a I, I guess I've heard mixed things. I haven't seen it, but, you know, I, I should give it a shot. I'm sure it's not gr- I I'd be surprised if it was good, this is but the, it might be okay. This is the same thing we just said people were doing. This is what we just did. I need to go watch Jupiter Descending. <laughs> That's the other thing. I think the Wachowskis really poisoned the well with uh, the Matrix sequels. I think it yeah. put people off of the Wachowskis, which is unfair, sort of, except you judge an yeah. artist by their work. Right. Right? <laughs> is it unfair? <laughs> I, I guess, don't know. Because well, all the flaws I'm, in this are, are present in the Matrix trilogy. Yeah. I'm all for giving them another chance, but, you know, <laughs> <laughs> they did make the, the Matrix sequels. <laughs> very, very magnanimous of you. <laughs> Listen, I'm a very generous guy. <laughs> so, Wachowskis, uh, call me. <laughs> they'll be so happy. They'll call you and thank you. Thank you, Scott, for giving us another shot. It makes it all worthwhile. They were Just about to get we out of Hollywood. <laughs> all right. So, what's your uh, best thing in the movie? So, I really enjoy the style of the movie. Uh, and it's all, it's very saturated primary colors because this is based on the Speed Racer cartoon. And it's meant to be the cartoon, yeah. Yes. So... Real actors, it's not animated, but they did their best to make a real movie that looked animated. Right. And it really stands out on the racing scenes. Yes. Which, uh, some of the some of the stuff where people are just talking to each other falls flat. A I little think. bit, yeah. But the racetracks really look fantastic. Yeah, um, like, like Hot Wheels. Yes. Uh, neon Hot Wheels tracks gone crazy. Right. So, like, this is a world that 
you know, when you took Hot Wheels and you're like, oh, I'm going to make this jump and they're going to smash each other. And then it's like, that sounds like a good idea. What <laughs> yeah. if those things were people size? What if those were people size? Well, and my favorite thing is I just love the, the car foo. I just love the, the the cars and the way they interact with each other. Sort of this, like, they talk about in the in the documentary on the DVD, but combination of, like, stunt driving and skateboarding and, and martial arts. <laughs> and and I just, I mean, I'm a, I'm a sucker for, like, gizmos in anything. Like, oh, yeah. I love, I don't watch sports in general, but, like, I would watch late racing in real life in a second if someone had a bee catapult. <laughs> that was just standard issue. Right. People had a bee a catapult. hammer that came down yes. and you flipped over. <laughs> I don't know. That's a little bit vicious. I don't want a blood sport, Scott. I just want people stung. I want people stung by bees. What if he goes into anaphylactic shock? Well, if you're allergic to bees, you don't get into racing. That's obvious. <laughs> I also love the weapons in this. They're yeah. very, they're creative. Yeah. <laughs> and they, I don't know, they fit into the world somehow. Yeah, yeah. Um, they, they did a good job of capturing the spirit of the cartoon. cartoon. The cartoons didn't do weren't nearly as uh, as as weird as it is. I've only seen a little bit of the cartoons, but they're not quite as goofy. That's not the bad thing. I mean, I think it works good in here. Right. Yeah. So right, they started with the cartoon. And they made something yeah. that went a little further. Yeah. And I it worked. Yeah. <laughs> right. It was appropriate because um, just the cartoon itself. I think that would have been a boring movie. Honestly, it would have. Yeah. Yeah. So I mean, they just started with that world and made a well because and also because racing. Kind of. I mean, what makes this in, the racing interesting is this is how surreal it is. It's because <laughs> right. otherwise it'd just be racing, and it's really hard to make. I mean, I know people who like racing, but that's the thing. I'm not really a racing guy because morally, racing doesn't have buzz saws. <laughs> <laughs> but you know, when you do that, it changes it up and makes it interesting uh, visually in a way that you can't really do in real life. Which is one of the things I like. I like movies and stories that that explore. The concept in a way that only a movie or a story can. This is the kind of racing that can only exist in this universe, in this fantasy universe they've Alternate created. Alternate speed racer world. Right, where physics are different. Right, and where racing can... like influences world politics, <laughs> apparently. Well, that's real life. <laughs> Dale, Earnhardt Jr., Dale Earnhardt Jr. topples governments, <laughs> I swear. <laughs> I'm pretty sure he's the first bastion of the Illuminati. <laughs> right. Now you just cancel our podcast. Now we're done. Oh. <laughs> Hello? Is this still on? <laughs> Hello? <laughs> so um, so what's your uh, worst thing? I think the movie's too long by probably about 40 minutes. <laughs> I can agree with that. This is a very long movie and um, some some editing, some har- harsher editing would have been appropriate. Yeah, uh, to, I, I agree with that. I think that editing is, I think the editing for me is bad because it constantly gets in the way and reminds me I'm watching a movie, which hurts. But the other element is I think just some story editing would have really been nice. I think there's too many stories going on here um, and you could cut like one or two out and still have the same story, movie. Yes. I think I think there's, a, it's, it's, it's one of those things where sometimes it's, Every character has a moment and a scene, but sometimes it's like when even if you have five characters and they each got a moment and a scene with each other, that's a lot of scenes to try to ram into your movie. It is, and I didn't care about all of them. Yeah. Um, now, Avengers did this. Um, what's his name? And it works somehow. Well, I think it's because Avengers did it by having the characters already have their own stories. So they had already laid the groundwork. Avengers, one of the things I love about Avengers is it just skips all that. Like, we're not that's introduced correct. to Thor, we're not introduced to Iron Man. It's assumed 
you've been introduced to these characters. Right. So this is so difficult to do. It takes like five movies to right. come up to. <laughs> because you, cause that's what makes the Avengers work to some degree is it's Thor had his own movie, Hulk had his own movie, Captain America. So they all had their own established arcs and character moments. So they were established. Think about that. That's like, <laughs> what, 10 hours of movie, probably more. Yeah. And I never thought about it that way, but it's, it's true. So when they finally meet, you already know how they all stand and where they all sit and how they interact with each other it becomes real naturally. Comes yep. real naturally. And I think that's what makes this Difficult because you're introducing the concepts, but you're also trying to introduce the interactions. And that's a lot to handle, to juggle. Right. And to cram it all in, they made the movie real long. Right. And I think I think it's a hard sell to be... For Lord of the Rings? Okay. And even then, you know, I'm like, Lord of the Rings, just, I'm like, pass. You're not going to agree with that. But, <laughs> but for Speed Racer... I did need... Let's, let's keep a tight I 90. did need a nine-hour adaptation of the hobbit because you know that book's about 150 pages and i was like you know what can we average 10 minutes a page i think that would be great that's what i'm looking for <laughs> the hobbit <laughs> oh my um but uh but yeah i think that's I the biggest obstacle of this hobbit. movie <laughs> <laughs> so i know you loved it because you like hours and hours of dwarves singing <laughs> i expect to see dwarves singing in the hobbit not quite that much <laughs> So yeah, I think we're agreed on that. It just it the I think from a technical perspective, well, there's a lot of cool stuff in this movie. I think the editing gets in its way, and I think the story needed to be edited a little tighter. Are we spinning the wheel of metaphors? I think we're spinning All the right. wheel of metaphors. As everyone knows, everything stands for everything. <laughs> <laughs> Let's find out what this movie was actually about. <laughs> the barter economy. The barter Um, okay. <laughs> well, it's clear that this, this society has replaced barter with racing. Entire corporations falling and rising based on the skill of racers they choose to employ. Kings are made. Kings are made. Based on these races. So I think the, uh, <laughs> the metaphor here is replacing, replacing your, your, uh, your, uh, doodad with skill, pure skill. <laughs> He's bartering his skills as a racer, right? For fame and and corporate power. I mean, and a sandwich, and a sandwich <laughs> for corporate power. Well, that's what it is in this movie. It comes up more than once. Gosh, this is a tough one. <laughs> Maybe he's bartering his life philosophy for a deeper enlightenment. No, that's that's terrible. <laughs> I prefer mine. <laughs> I'm gonna I stick guess the, with that. The barter economy can also be like the underground, right? Trade, yeah, network. That well, I, you know, in a lot of taxes. ways, I still think of the the stock market as like that. It's some weird thing where it doesn't make any it sense. Kind of is. They right? talk about stocks a lot in this. Movie. Yes, <laughs> this is the this is where it gets weird because it's like it's not like Speed Racer trying to save the world from terrorists. He's trying to keep evil corporations from ruling ruling <laughs> racing. Racing is very important in this movie. Yeah, racing is this movie. It works. <laughs> yeah, it does. It does. But uh, I feel like they're trying to tie the rise and fall of like capital stocks to the human cost. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Some, there's, it's what Chowski's like philosophical <laughs> nonsense. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah. I mean, well, you know, it's got that same thing, the, the same. I call it that, you know, that that moment in Rocky Four where where he's training in the mountains and he's running up a mountain and he's pulling, he's lifting logs and he's chopping wood <laughs> and then they cut to Drago 
And Drago's like using machines <laughs> and getting injected with drugs and being conditioned with electrodes and stuff like that. And, you know, the metaphor is like, you know, America, self-made man. And yeah. Drago's like a machine as if like the training really matters. Like that difference, like like his punching machine training is somehow weaker than lifting logs training. And I'll stay at work. We'll win out. Right. And I think that happens in this one too because it's like at the end of the day they're all racing. But the idea is that like are you racing for the heart? Which is a sports thing that happens all the time, which annoys the crap out of me. Because <laughs> I'm not a sports guy, and I don't mind sports movies, but it's always this thing where people always try to make me inspired by sports, and I'm not going to be inspired by sports. I'm not. You're not going to make me. <laughs> Do you believe in the miracle on ice? Some guys want some hockey game. Hoorah. And so I feel I like... this isn't quite at that level, because Speed Racer is always pretty badass. Right. In the car. But they talk about his heart all the time. They talk about they that's do. really the thing that separates him from the other drivers. He does is, listen to the sound of the car. That's right. <laughs> I mean, there's a speech where his mom talks to him and talks about how his driving is like art. <laughs> and it's like, and the reason it works is because Susan Sarandon is a damn fine actress. Right. And and Emil Hirsch is a good actor. And it seems like a really good moment between them. But it's, it's bullshit. It's something somebody's mom would say. <laughs> yeah. It's fine. But it's still kind of like, but that's not, it's not supposed to be because his mom's saying it. It's because that's what Speed Racer is. He sure. is the embodiment <laughs> of love. It's not how racing, we can change racing. It's how racing can change us. His dedication <laughs> to racing is right. a beautiful thing. Right. It's a, it's a, and that, I mean, it's really, I mean, from the first scene, it's established. I mean, he barely likes his girlfriend. It's just that they like talking about racing together. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I think right? they both might be gay. <laughs> no, I think they're race. They're a race of sexuals. Gay for race cars. They're gay for race cars. <laughs> race of sexuals. That's why at the end they kiss because basically when he wins a oh, spoiler alert when he wins the final race, <laughs> it's that sexual release. They both, they both, they're just the afterglow. They're in. Yeah. Yeah. They have to win a race to get off. And then they're like, ooh, <laughs> that's good. That's all I needed. So, I mean, you, see, you, that's, see you next year. That's the thing in this movie. And, and I don't mind it for this movie because it's a cartoony movie. This weird, there's this weird belief in a, maybe in all sports, but especially in American sports, that these multi million dollar industries are still like about heart. And right. it's really hard for me to believe. Because ultimately, whether you're talking about college sports, I mean, if you're talking about kids playing peewee hockey, okay, that's probably about heart because nobody really cares. <laughs> There's not millions on the line. Whoa, people care. People do care. But a little too much. Sometimes. But that's the thing. It's like, so I think this comes up in this movie because it's sort of a go-to, but it's, and it works fine for this movie, mainly because racing is, well, at least in this one, they admit it's the rise and fall of corporations <laughs> and literally like enemies are out there. I mean, like at the end when Speed Racer is racing in that Grand Prix, every racer on the Grand Prix wants to kill him. Yes. And it's like. They're they're part of the system. That's different, <laughs> right. As opposed to like most sports movies, it's like, oh, they just want to win. Okay, maybe they're jerks, but this guy, though, they're like, no, you don't do whatever brings me this head of Speed Racer. <laughs> right. I mean, they really just made the Matrix again. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And um, this was race cars. All right. So the b- barter economy thing. <laughs> Oh, you got one. It's a lot of times it's about tax avoidance. <laughs> so let's say that Speed Racer and and Racer Motors are participants in the barter economy, and they're they're giving a big middle finger to the system. <laughs> you can't take our tax money. <laughs> they are. They are. And that's that's what the movie about is about is the struggle between big government and. 
people who just want to live their lives. So you're saying that racer and trade nails for shoes. The or racer something. family is libertarians. I think so. Yes. <laughs> I think that's where I landed on that. There you go. Okay, so the actual theme, pretty clearly. I think the theme, the 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 theme about heart happens a lot. I mean, we love that story in America, probably everywhere, but we especially love it in America. Yeah, they didn't focus um, on it much in Speed Racer. I didn't feel like. What are you talking about? They keep talking about how much as he's like he races. When you're when you're ready, you'll be the best racer. I want to be there. It's all over the place. Fine, Scott, you probably didn't notice it. I didn't want it to be there. (laughs) (laughs) You did. You want to ignore it? Yeah. Look, I've done. I've watched enough sports movies, and they're trying to inspire me. I've seen it, (laughs) and I reject it. But I still know it's there. (laughs) Uh, Well, the other things they're getting at the stocks they talk about are always. Tied to racing. Yes. Well, this, in this world, given the amount of money and effort that's put into this sport, I mean, this, this isn't like, this is World Racing League. I mean, there's even a crime division <laughs> in Detective Division whose whole job is to investigate the World Racing League. Oh, yeah, Detective Inspector. Inspector Detector. Oh, shit. <laughs> shit. Uh, who's got their own secret Batman racer. <laughs> racer X. <laughs> Because that's the kind of power. Spoiler alert. This, this Racer Rex is secretly Speed Racer's brother. Oh, my God. <laughs> you have a spoiler break for a reason. Oh, I'm sorry. <laughs> but um, I think what they're getting at here is like the the dehumanizing aspect of capitalism or something. Well, but that's sort of the same thing. It is the idea of, of, of heart. Because in a way, whether we talk about it or not, that's sort of what any kind of i mean sports especially most sports are team efforts and team efforts are actually kind of by definition dehumanizing <laughs> because yeah. you know you can't win the sport on your own and so it's really easy to, to kind of have that that struggle that we all not to get too too big here but the struggle really is that because as much as we might talk about like oh well he won the game you know you put michael jordan on a basketball court by himself he wasn't going to win a game <laughs> Sure. You put LeBron, you know, you put a, even a race car driver, like you put him out there with no pit crew <laughs> and, and no mechanics. Good luck. So, I mean, sports are kind of like that, but we still love the idea because it somehow glorifies individual achievement. And M- Michael Jordan is exceptional. I mean, he's, yeah. he's skilled basketball. Yeah, but you can't, he can't, <laughs> he can't take on, he's not Bugs Bunny from that cartoon where <laughs> Bugs Bunny is all the positions. That cartoon. The one where he's, I mean, uh, the baseball one where he's, He's there's a baseball team that's like the worst, nastiest, and they're going against the teetotalers, and the teetotalers get their butt kicked, <laughs> and then butt comes Bugs Bunny comes in, and he's the whole team. I thought you were talking about Space Jam. <laughs> Space Jam. No, Space Jam. He has a team. That's true. I'm talking about the classic cartoon. <laughs> oh wow. <laughs> the teetotalers. <laughs> the teetotalers. <laughs> so I think it's just that traditional thing. It happens all the time in sports movies, where it's kind of like you got heart, kid. Which, True. Th- there's some actually some merit to that. They talk about that where you know it's that thing about not quitting because we all, a lot of people could be great at something and they quit. And sports are a great example of that because you you get knocked down, you get beat up, you're just you're second best, and it's easy to stop. The, the little difference here is that Speed Racer never really has that issue. He's always the best. <laughs> <laughs> so it's like, well, it's, it's the machine versus exceptionalism. Yeah, I guess what I'm, I was kind of. Oh, okay, there. okay, right. So the there's the system which rigs every race. Mm-hmm. Spoilers. <laughs> um, since you know the racing began, <laughs> you know that's you an interesting the, point. The the neo character they are libertarians. Oh my god, the... this is a libertarian movie. <laughs> 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 You've convinced me. Congratulations, <laughs> I'm on your side now. 
All right. Well, I think that's it for um, our, our pre- I just want to go on record. I, I really have convinced you that you've done it. <laughs> I can tell if you're being serious. No, I, I'm 100% serious. Your argument is solid, and I see no problems with it. Yeah, I really think they're going for <laughs> Which actually is kind of funny because the Wachowski, uh, they keep kind of just going to this metaphor about like empowerment of the individual. Uh, it's not necessarily a libertarian philosophy, but it's it's a similar idea of like, because that's what the Matrix is, you know, yeah, it's self-actualization. Like Nietzsche's Superman right. or something like that. Yeah, that's interesting. That's why I enjoy these conversations. I don't care if anybody else enjoys our conversations, Scott. I enjoy them. <laughs> and really, that's what matters. That's all it counts. Hey, you're somebody, at least we got one guy. We'll put him out there. <laughs> Just in case, right? <laughs> so, so, but, so, okay. So, uh, spoiler, spoiler, spoiler. Before we get there, remember at Racer X, maybe Speed's brother. <laughs> spoiler. Racer X, Rex. Uh, it doesn't make any no, sense. it doesn't make any no, sense. No. <laughs> he doesn't even look like the guy. He doesn't even look like it. All right. So, <laughs> are we good now? Let's talk about good. the movie. All right. So this is where I think the movie, its its weaknesses show up. And that's what we talk about. The beginning is like six or seven scenes edited on top of each other. Before we talk about that. Oh, oh boy. Okay. <laughs> I just want to talk about the intro real quick. Yeah. So when The Matrix came out, they were the first people, I think, or one of the first people to do like warp the WB side. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Make yeah. it green. Um, and they do something similar here. But it's just primary colors. <laughs> right, because it's just the colorful. It's like, hey, you're going to get ready for that psychedelic color experience. Right. So I just yeah. point out that the Wachowski signs on this, yes. fingerprints on this movie. Anyway. People don't do that as much as they used to. For a while, it was one of the fun things to do is you like to have the logo and you do something cool to it. Yeah, it was the hip thing. And then people, <laughs> I guess, got tired of it. <laughs> Last time I remember it was the Simpsons movie. Ralph comes out and is like, da 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 they do it in um, Constantine. Which is of that era. Right. I feel right. like. Yeah. So uh, there was a period where. I don't think they're bad. Neat. Right. Yeah. Yeah. It was just, I think people got tired of it. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so, okay. So then we go to the, <laughs> this is the the weak spot of the movie, which is ironically is the beginning, which is, guess, I guess it's better than if it's the end. Yeah. That's um, true. Where you have six or seven starts, scenes kind of stacked on top slow. of each other. <laughs> well, because it's all stacked on, like, I think all these scenes could work. I wish they were just their individual scenes. Yes. I think if they were individual scenes, they would have all been shorter. <laughs> right. And they would have all been, and you could focus on each one and get the mission done. Because you have young Speed Racer, his background of, of how he's, like, just a, a speed-obsessed person. He's a racer savant. So yes, a racer savant. You've got his relationship with Trixie. Yeah. You've got him racing if, in if the you present. Want to call it that. Yeah. <laughs> You've got him racing in the present. You've got him thinking about racing his brother, uh, who went racing with him and taught him about racing. Don't you have the bomb thing too that happens in this? I think thing so. Where somebody tries to blow up Speed Racer Industries for no good reason. It's never explained. No, they're just literally, that's the kind of cutthroat world they're in. I'm, now that I'm talking about, there's so many things going on here. There's a lot you, they try to explain. You've got in there. The, the Rex, um, Rex being disgraced in the family and leaving. I'm going like eight, seven or eight different <laughs> things here, and they're all stacked on top of each other, getting each other's way. Gonna run out of fingers. <laughs> I'm running out of fingers, and I think that's a weakness. 
Yes, there's way too much going on in that first bit. Right. Um, so the, the race in the present that he's doing is like his, I don't know if it's his first race or what, but it, it seems to be like the debutante ball of speed racing. Because <laughs> <laughs> after he wins this race, everybody's like, everybody's throwing offers at him. Yeah. Well, yeah, it's definitely his first race because he's even racing against his, uh, like it's because he's kind of redeeming the family name after Racer X. Well, not Racer X, I'm sorry. Rex. <laughs> Rex Racer, not to be confused Rex with Rex Racer, Racer, Racer X. X. <laughs> <laughs> huh. <laughs> and uh and it's like playing on that 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 you know, the family having some sort of shame to deal with. Apparently we're racer racer X, I keep saying the wrong one. But Rex <laughs> Um and so it's it's just a lot and I get that it's a backstory. It's a good thing you don't do Superman, but <laughs> it's like when I was talking to my good friend Bruce Wayne, Batman. Damn it, <laughs> Bruce Man, Bruce Man. I mean, it all works okay, but it just works okay, and I think it would work really strong if we much stronger if we could concentrate on each scene. Yeah, it, and I some stuff out. It's a hot mess, though. And, and I question like whether we need to know like the origin of Speed Racer and Trixie. I don't know if I really need that. These are cute kids. I don't need it. If she's introduced later, I'm not going to be like, well, they won't know each other that long. It's like, how long do they got to know each other before they're like <laughs> racer sexuals? I get it. <laughs> it's not helped by the fact that the child speed racer is not a great actor. Yeah, he's the girl. I, I like her. She's actually kind yeah. of decent. And I like I like the scene where she punches out the other girl for being <laughs> like snobby. Again, she represents. Oh my God, I'm going back to your, your idea here. <laughs> She represents society and its its desire to crush speed racers' potential. And Trixie represents the the society that's enabling him because she's like, no, you will not stifle him. Punches him out. <laughs> and then when he's even hurt, like, pursuing his agenda, she goes over and offers support because she's like, you will rise. Trixie <laughs> is the ghost of Ayn Rand, basically. <laughs> speed racer shrugged. <laughs> <laughs> so, so, I mean, it all works okay, but it is conf- needlessly confusing, needlessly flashy, and it gets in the way of creating, I think, any real tension in any particular scene. Yeah. Mm. Yeah, those being mixed together makes them all weaker. Mm-hmm. Um, I do like the bomb scene. It's not, <laughs> and again, it's weird that it's kind of in the middle of this mess. Yeah. But, uh, the bomb scene, they get a box. Uh, and Rex is still with the family, and he picks up the box and listens to it, and it's ticking. Yeah, <laughs> and he's like, "Oh shit!" and jams it into this go kart that Speed Racer was driving around, and just kind of lets the clutch go, and it rolls out into the yeah. street. <laughs> and I love that uh, this is like an Untouchables moment, where it's like they send a bomb to it with a child; <laughs> they don't care. It's a very dark moment for this movie. Otherwise, they're fairly careful about like you know bad guys will kill each other, but not. But it's like, oh well, here you go, son. <laughs> Deliver this bomb for me. I think the part I liked about it is that Rex could have thrown it farther <laughs> yes. than the car went <laughs> because the car even just goes. <laughs> it doesn't go like screaming yeah. out of there. It just it just goes out into the street. Yeah, like <laughs> which just, I mean is good, I guess, because you don't want to go over to the next house. Yeah, <laughs> that could have been the dark version of Speed Racer. <laughs> they're all like, they cut shoo, and <laughs> you see a fat. Ah! Like a limb flying out of the window. <laughs> but, to be fair, this is the racer family, and they solve a lot of their problems via cars. <laughs> it was a very car-based family. Yes. Well, it's car-based world, Can't to be fair. <laughs> yeah. 
<laughs> I mean, cars are important in this world. We said it while we were watching it, but this is the equivalent of over-the-tops focus on arm wrestling. <laughs> Except even more so. Because in over-the-top, it's kind of a subculture. Right. Whereas this world, it's an over-culture. Right. Here, racing dictates, like, the Fortunes. stock market. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, literally, empires rise or fall <laughs> based on who race. wins a race. <laughs> the race car drivers are unto gods. <laughs> <laughs> like unto gods <laughs> there's a cartoony suburb in there and that's one of the scenes that really is kind of jarring with the cartoon it stuff. doesn't seem as strong as the others and i think it's because it does the other times they they do a good job of integrating it it seems a little it's very it, green screen it's very green screeny. i don't know if it's just they didn't do it right or it was difficult and maybe it's because it's also a quiet normal scene and that might work against it yeah because the racing scenes they're work because so they're so frenetic and yeah. surreal so when you do try to have a moment that's kind of quiet in a surreal setting, it kind of gets in the way. I can see that a little bit. So during the race, there's, uh, I think, a couple of cars explode. Yes. And at first, it looked like people were just dying. <laughs> Which they do in the cartoon. <laughs> cartoon, you're dead. The end. <laughs> yeah, so Speed Racer, the cartoon, yeah. apparently is just a murder fest. <laughs> <laughs> I've only seen a couple of episodes, but people die pretty casually in Speed Racer. <laughs> but they Disney it up here, and there's a, a bubble device... That knows. That will form a protective sphere knows. around you. <laughs> it knows exactly when to bubble, which is what I like. <laughs> because it doesn't bubble before. Like, if your car's losing control, it doesn't bubble. There's a scene later here yeah. where a car lands on a spike. Yeah. And it looks like it should have just pierced the guy's face. <laughs> but it knew. But he turns into a bubble and pops out to right. the side. <laughs> it was like, oh, wait, no. that's. But other times, like, somebody's losing control of a car and you can see the bubble device pop in. <laughs> yeah. It's like it, It's like it knows... Oh no! You got about two minutes. You got you got about like a minute before you're gonna lose this. I do like the bubble technology, but I'm just thinking. I'm like, I know airbags go off by accident, but not right. bubble technology. Apparently, if somebody if uh, like Rex had reached into somebody else's cockpit and pushed the bubble button, <laughs> push the bubble button. That would have been great. It just there's some striking scenes in here. That everything is just super saturated, primary it, colors, and it works really well in the 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 races. I think it works really good in, well in the races. I think it works well in the other scenes. I yep. think maybe it's the combination of motion in that one scene. I think that's got to be it. The driving looks because it looks it's like they're ro- they're doing through Toontown. Yeah, yeah, it looks like they're driving through Roger Rabbit right world or something, which actually works fine in Toontown because Toontown's supposed to look like that. Sure. <laughs> and this is also where we kind of get. I, I also think this is the thing which I do got to give have to give them credit for. <laughs> like Chim Chim's in this. The family has a chimp <laughs> that they dress in human clothes and just hangs out with their kid. Without ripping his face off. Without any, like, any explanation. It's just like, well, we got a chimp. Yeah. And it's just like, nobody... I, I think it's fine. Yes. But I, I think I see what you're getting at. They could have... I mean, everybody could have been like that. Well, I don't mind that. I, I think it's... The, the thing I enjoy about this is that they are going for it. They're like, well, we're going to do it all. We're not going to come up with, like, edgy spritel. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I mean? Goth it's spritel. like, they're not going to be like, well, let's... Because that's one of the things I hate when they'll they'll try to change something and they'll be like, well, we're going to – well, no, Sprito's kind of dumb. Yeah, he's kind of dumb. It's a dumb idea. <laughs> well, we'll have to make it relevant. What if Sprito's like a teenager and a little bit like – instead of being the over-enthusiastic kid, he's kind of like, no, we're going to do like idiot kid Sprito, <laughs> who's like biggest joy is sneaking aboard a plane to eat candy. <laughs> and I got to give credit for that because, yeah. you know. And Chim Chim's the same way. It's like we're going to do – it's like, oh, is there something tricky with a monkey? No, he's just a friendly monkey. <laughs> Who hangs out with this kid? Right. I think they picked the right elements of Speed Racer yeah. to, to keep. Yeah. 
right? It's not, it's not like a true to the cartoon necessarily Speed Racer, I guess. But a lot of ways it is. I mean, on the broader yes, strokes, it is. It, they, yeah. they kept the right things. Right. And it is Speed Racer. <laughs> yes. I love the Trixie and Speed Racers, like Racer, Racer Erotic Love. I don't know what to call it. <laughs> because they don't, they finally kiss in this movie, but all the other time they barely touch each other. <laughs> yeah. Like we are now sitting as this podcast closer than Trixie and Racer, I mean, than uh, Racer, than Speed Racer ever do. Right. In the Ex- makeout scenes. In the makeout in scenes. Car. Right. Because they're like, well, we're in the car. What else are we going to do? <laughs> Was it good for you as it was for me? Ooh. Push the pedal speed. Ooh. Ooh. <laughs> Handle that gear shift. <laughs> and then uh, <laughs> the the real plot kicks in, which right. is when... Uh, Speed Racer wins his first race. Right. <laughs> Royalton shows up. Royalton. <laughs> of Royalton Industries. He's probably he's probably gonna be a nice guy. He's probably gonna be a nice guy. Now, at one point, he mentions Sinestro Foods or something like that as a division <laughs> of his company, and I'm just like, what the hell is Sinestro Foods? It's like, what are they gonna be serving? It's like <laughs> some kind of mind control cereal, mind control flakes. The veneer is thin. <laughs> They're very thin. And this actor, oh, we should look him up because I really like him. Um, he's the uh, right I would like you, if you're gonna be uncharitable, you call him the poor man's Tim Curry. <laughs> But I don't think I think he does his own thing and he does it really well and it's a role he's made for, yeah. <laughs> which is he's got like this sort of sneering. He's a very you know what he's a real Darla Dimple. <laughs> Just say it. He's a human Darla. Dimple. He's a human Darla Dimple. He's been a lot of stuff though. Yeah. Um. He's so he's a real Darla Dimple because he's like even when he's being nice, he's got that sinister menace to him. You know, and it's only because our our cast of characters is so uh, innocent, <laughs> like the animals from Cats Don't Dance, sure. that they don't notice it. Snake Euler is billed before Royalton. There he is, Roger Allum. Roger Allum, who I think is it's a shame he's not billed earlier because uh, yeah. he's great. He's great, and 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 again in a cartoon movie it kind of works because he's. And like the we talk the most sensual scene in the movie is where he eats a pancake. <laughs> Did you say the most sensual? The most sensual, yes. definitely, definitely. Uh, I thought you said central there for a minute. No, that's not the central. Maybe, <laughs> but it's definitely the most erotic. Scene. Right, the most erotic. He even says pancakes are love. <laughs> There's another metaphor in there. <laughs> yeah, and right away you can tell that but, uh, he's yeah. cheese trouble. <laughs> Way this guy eats pancakes. Pancake sexual or something. <laughs> Nobody has regular sexuality in this movie. It's all about you, whatever weird thing you like to it's do. Just spilling out of the Wachowskis. <laughs> Deviant sexualities. And uh, very judgmental of you. <laughs> I apologize to all pancake sexual sexuals <laughs> and, and racer sexuals. I don't judge your lifestyle choices. I apologize to the deviant sexuals out there. <laughs> Specifically, and, sexual attachment to deviants. <laughs> <laughs> Miscreants, Mis- Narrative Wells, <laughs> We the phrase Narrative Wells comes up a lot in this podcast. I don't know why. Um, I'm just noticing. I was listening to some of the older stuff, and um, uh, so uh, Roger All- Alum. I feel like I've seen him in some Disney TV shows or something. I yeah, he's he's done tons he's, of stuff. He's in stuff. He's 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 V for Vendetta. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Again, he's always that smarmy, Darla Dimple-esque. 
Pirates of the Caribbean somewhere. Yeah, Darla Dimple-esque character. Yeah. <laughs> and he's good at it. He's a good actor. I, he really sells it. He's, he's, one of the things I, I really think that this movie deserves credit for is it has good actors and it lets them act. They act well. Yes. Um, that it lets them do it. Sometimes to the detriment of too much. This is the difference much. between Speed Racer and like Episode 1. Star Wars oh, yeah. Episode 1. Yeah. Right? If the acting in Episode 1 had been better... It helps. Even if you have, even if you have clumsy, clumsy, because some of these scenes could be pretty clumsy, but CGI can't, CGI can't cover everything. Right. You can't cover. It can't cover much, actually. Right. Well, it's, you know, again, human emotion. It's kind of, it's kind of important. (laughs) So he comes off of the racer family redemption in a poison package. I'm sure there's other classic movies with this scene. Yeah, well, again, so many sports movies. Yeah, so many sports sports movies, movies. right? (laughs) Most sports movies. Yeah, I came, I came here to play football, but not to, not to sell out. (laughs) Oh my god, I wish. I just want this on record that like I enjoy writing and I enjoy being a writer, but I want to sell books, and I don't think that's a bad thing. I don't think so. Ah, uh, good. Thank you. I didn't think I, like, for a second I was like, it was corporate sellout. Somebody paid me millions of dollars to play basketball. Yeah. I would do it. <laughs> and you'd be like, well, why do you do it? Well, I enjoy the game, but the millions of dollars doesn't hurt either. <laughs> this, uh, money, the, uh, money. well, this also brings up the, the, so they fly to the, the, and this is where it looks a little, this is, I think, I like this scene. <laughs> But this is one of the things I think doesn't work because I think it the 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 racer scenes, the racing scenes, and like all those look cartoony. I think when they go to like the city and the city looks cartoony, it doesn't feel like a real place. Yes, I think it gets in its way. Well, I think they're doing some experimental things here. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Not all of them worked, mm-hmm. <laughs> and I think that's one of them. Yeah. So right, they go to tour his uh, his empire, his empire. building, yeah. basically. Um, and there's scenes like they're going through the hallway and people are just zipping around yeah, sideways yeah. faster than is Seems possible. like people are going to die. <laughs> and that one looks a little flat. Yeah. and um, But there's some good stuff in there. There's some good the, stuff. They got the pilots training or the racers <laughs> yeah. training and they're yeah. doing like cartoony stuff. stuff. <laughs> they're shaking them around on. <laughs> so putting them in like an iceberg land. It's like a weird thing. <laughs> like you can just put them in cold. No. I really like that part. Because <laughs> yeah. that's, that's very cartoony to me. That's kind yeah. of like the Tom and Jerry-esque. Seems There's the transition owl, which is the weird part. Yes. The uh, transition owl with the uh, third, like an eye chart. The third <laughs> unspoken uh, member, sure that unspeaking meaning. member of the podcast pointed out the transition owl. And I was like, I never noticed that before. <laughs> I'm sure that has some significance. It's all a metaphor <laughs> for something. The burger economy. Uh, <laughs> we talked about those. <laughs> And I love the, 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 again, in this world, they have super science, but it's almost all applied to racing. Right. Like, they have, like, the weird super car engine stuff, the confabulators and stuff. I like to think they've achieved Star Trek levels of <laughs> but they only use it for racing. enlightenment, and then all their technology just goes into racing. <laughs> they could feed, feed the hungry. <laughs> but we need that, that, that $10 billion for another race car. <laughs> And all the hungry in this world are like, well, yeah, we understand. Because they're all into racing. I guess it's not, yeah. It's a libertarian paradise. <laughs> if you wanted food, you should be a racer. Yeah. <laughs> it's not that hard. Have you tried? <laughs> Try harder. This is uh, also, uh, I like the scene where, like, again, he offers his temptation and John Goodman as Pops is just like, you know, you've got too much money. 
and the yeah. rules don't apply to you. <laughs> and old smarmy Royalton is kind of like kind of laid on thick. He's like, oh, yeah, I kind of get where you're coming from. But don't worry about it, man. Don't worry about it. It's all cool. Even at this phase, there's flashes of <laughs> Just kind of doing a, a, a snidely yeah. Flash character. And I think it's intentional. I think it's really good. He, he plays that line really well where it's kind of like he's – again, the reason I keep using that Darla Dimple is because Darla Dimple does that so well in that movie where she's like being friendly, <laughs> yeah. but she also has this barely disguised disdain for you <laughs> that you just give her the benefit of the doubt because you don't know she's evil. This guy has that where it's kind of like he's looking at you and you're like, well, maybe he – well, he seems friendly. Yeah, it's very good. And it's very good. I should say there's no real twists in this movie. No, there's not really any surprises. Which – I mean, a lot of times... I mean, Racer X is secretly Speed's brother. (laughs) (laughs) Damn it. We're getting to that. (laughs) So, I mean, there's there's movies that uh, a surprise can make it much better. But I think there's also a set of movies that just... They're a story told well. Yeah. And that can elevate a movie to be... I agree. Exceptional in some regard. Yeah, I agree. If you think about it, there's really not many surprises in this movie, but that's not necessarily a weak spot because it's really not about that. It's about... It's a well-told told story. Right, and the beats are predictable, but they should be because that's just a good story. Yes. It's like, right. you don't have to surprise me. <laughs> and I think I do agree with that. And I think maybe that's also why I think it's 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 working too hard. Because when you're telling a story that's that's not having a lot of twists and turns, you don't have to work that hard to keep me to follow it because it's 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 what I expect. That's like, true. as soon as we see Royalton, we know he's not going to be like, hey, everybody, <laughs> let's get together. Okay, yeah, we'll take it. And then, like, at yeah, the end. As soon as we... It's not like we're gonna, this movie's just going to be Speed Racer winning race after race the end. Sure, there's some conflicts. Right. But it's it's a retelling of... Right. You know, a Speed Racer cartoon, right, right. essentially. And, uh, and I do like that. Um, I also want to... Like, this is this... And this is a good scene where it's like he's about to turn down... Uh, Racer's... I mean, uh, Speed's about to turn down Royalton and Royalton's kind of like cuts him off and sends him away. Like, think about it. Think about it some more. <laughs> yeah. And then we get to... Gosh, he plays that really well. He does. He, every scene, I have to give him... I mean, I think all the actions in this movie are great, but he does it really good of, of the sort of manipulative bastard. Good cartoonish <laughs> right, supervillain. Right, <laughs> Like, when we get to the... This is where we get the real chance to see some of the car food, not just the sort of light car food at the beginning of the race. Yeah. This is where we have Rain as as the ninja. I mean, as the uh, rich guy who's the head of the one corp- corporation or whatever, the son of the head corp, being beat up by the mob guys. <laughs> Right, so there's the official racetrack, uh, yes, where there aren't like a lot of weapons, <laughs> and then there's some like scenes on the road and an unsanctioned race where people just go nuts, <laughs> like that, and like the car mob. In this case, like the mob has him in the back of a truck and they're beating him up, and the truck looks like a building. You don't, it looks like an office at first, right? And then you realize, well, no, it's a, and then the, the thing has weapons on it. Like a missile rack. And this is our first taste of, like, car foo completely. The other one's kind of like, oh, okay, you get some a little bit. Because, like, when Racer X shows up, who secretly speeds brother. And, Damn it. And, and, like, they're shooting the machine guns at him. And, and he's got, like, the machine gun doing thing. And they're trying to knock oh, him off the road with the this truck. Is, this is delicious. They it's, get the rockets out. Yeah. And he's driving backwards and, like, dodging the rockets. Like, he jumps and he dodges the rockets. And then, like, they start shooting all the rockets. And he, like, pulls out his machine guns and shooting the rockets. <laughs> like, oh, it's a great scene because it's, like, it's it's just a taste and it's really good. Because you're, like, this is the world we're in. Yeah. Where, like, nobody thinks, why don't we should just stop? <laughs> Why don't we stop and just jump out of this car and just shoot him? <laughs> it's like, no. There is a racer code <laughs> here. There's a racer code. You don't abandon your vehicle. That's right. Unless <laughs> it's in bubbles. And it, uh, this scene has uh, Rain in it. And Rain, uh, is, uh, I think he's Korean, but I might be wrong. He might be Japanese. They just uh, all look the same to you, don't they? 
I have to admit, all Asian pop stars look the same to me. <laughs> and he's, I don't know what nationality is. <laughs> I think I think he's Japanese because he plays Ninja Assassin in the movie Ninja Assassin that came a little after this. Ninjas are Japanese, although maybe they're more inclusive than they once were. I don't know. And Ninja Assassin is a good movie. We might do sometime. I think we both enjoyed that. Oh yeah, um, that one may not be for everybody. It's all right. It doesn't have to be for everybody. It's just be for us. <laughs> We can sell people on it. You sold me about Speed Racer being a libertarian ideal. We're done. <laughs> There's nothing we can't convince people of right now. We're going deep into this yeah. rabbit <laughs> And uh And then that's when we get a little bit of the plot where... There are some movies I like that I would not put on the podcast. Well, that's true. But yeah. I, think, I think... Well, it's been a while. I had to see uh, Ninja Assassin again before I really decided. I think you talked me into it. Because someone kind of like... me. <laughs> Well, just thinking about it again, yeah, it's... It's got some cool stuff in it, which I like. Um, It's not perfect, but then you don't want to be perfect to be on this podcast. That's not the rule. Right. There's plenty of people talking about perfect movies. There's plenty of people making fun of bad movies. We're here to help the other movies. And and I like that... uh, So that you just get the sum. You get the combat car, and you get Racer X, and and Rain, and they... (laughs) Rain, talking about stuff, about the plot, you know, blah, blah, blah. Just to be clear, Rain is his... uh... His pop star name. Pop star name. Okay. I don't remember what his, his his character's name was. I have no idea. That's because Rain is so good. I'm like, I usually call him Rain every time. If I if I Google be Rain, I'd just be Rain in every movie. So Rain gets out. Uh, Racer X saves Rain. Right. And gives us some line about being on a leash. <laughs> right. Like like when you need my help, come and contact this number. Gives him a card because there's the whole crime division, the detective division that handles World <laughs> Racing League, which they should. I mean, it's. Detector, it's inspect, in, inspector, detect, uh, inspector, detector. I just can't get it right. <laughs> inspector, detector. Because they handle this important stuff that happens because since this is such a huge sport. There's a worldwide organization yeah. dedicated to monitoring <laughs> race, racing integrity. Crimes. I was going to say race crimes, but it's racing crimes. <laughs> race crimes. <laughs> race crimes aren't that important in the no, speed not this world. <laughs> and, and, and so Speed Racer goes back. There's that part where Speed Racer goes back and he's like, no, I really appreciate it. And he gives a nice speech. And this is, again, the case where I think they hammer home too much because he gives that nice speech about, like, you know, when he was bonding with his dad over the race. And and they cut to, like, I get normally it's a good idea to show the flashback, but I think Emil Hirsch is doing a solid acting role. And they keep cutting away from it and distracting me with it. Yeah, I agree. It's super schmaltzy. Yeah, but I, I don't mind that. It's a small, this is an extremely schmaltzy movie in a lot of ways. It's... It's an absurd movie in a lot of ways. So it works in larger campus. I think you're right. I was something bothered me about that, and it was that they were cutting away from it. Yeah, because I think yeah, I agree. He does a good job, and especially because I love the interplay between. Well, first of all, I love every time Royalton's on screen <laughs> sure. because he's great at it, and 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 you got that great juxtaposition of Speed's complete sincerity <laughs> and Royalton's complete insincerity. Yeah, and how they play off each other. And I don't need you to keep getting away from that scene. And that's a great example because Royalton follows it up by saying, you know, you know you're know, you going to sign this contract. You want to know what's going to happen if you don't sign that contract. <laughs> and he gets in this whole speech about, like, the corporate interests control the racing and it's all controlled and decided and you're just an idiot and a naive <laughs> idiot and fool. You're going to sign that contract. And then when Speed Racer's not going to sign it, it's like, I'll tell you what's going to happen when you don't sign that contract. You're going to lose and it's going to be – you're going to be demoralized and it's going to – your family's going to get crushed. <laughs> it's a great scene, and it would work so well if we had these characters just interacting with each other instead of cutting. I mean, I get it. It's like, I get it sort of like the idea of they say, you know, show, don't tell. But in this case, it's like showing me about how these characters interact with each other, not stopping to pause everything. Right. So Ralton's uh, speech is cut with Speed Racer actually doing these things. Right. Right. He loses the race. His family gets slapped with some kind of patent lawsuit. Yeah. And that easily could have 
taking place immediately after that. Right. Don't don't confuse the scenes by putting them on top of each other. Yeah. <laughs> it creates a um, time paradox because I'm like I'm trying to juggle each of these scenes and where they're taking place. Yeah, it takes you out of the the scene. Right. Completely. Yeah. Just I'm, breaks the flow. Yeah. The closest I could did is I would love. It could work if you had royalty giving the speech and then you see Speed Racer losing the race. Because that kind of ties in with his prediction taking place. Right. But even then, it's like, you don't have to do it that way. You can actually cut it a little simpler. They're getting a little too clever there. Yeah, yeah. Something else we didn't mention is a lot of their, their fades mm. are just people's faces coming across yeah. the screen. Something comes across the screen. There's that weird talk where uh, Royalton's talking to some other evil guy. I don't know. Evil corporate guy number two. And it's a weird shot. Like, just have the two guys talking to each other. But instead, it's like the camera just as their faces fly across the screen. And then it's like they don't even look like they're talking to each other. It's just sliding. It's like they're almost not in the same scene. It gets yeah, in the way. It's two soliloquies. Yeah. <laughs> their faces are like floating across the screen yeah it's just uh, they were trying something here i don't think it worked yeah there's, and there's a lot, of, a lot of that in speed racer that's that's where i think the movie gets in its own way and they also make the scenes just longer because it's like just get to the right just edit it normal instead of doing these long cuts that are going to confuse me i mean i give them credit for just attempting stuff yeah yeah <laughs> well yeah but come on <laughs> that's my rebuttal <laughs> come on it's my thoughtful rebuttal come on can't argue with that. <laughs> I love that, like, we're introduced more to Racer X, <laughs> and that, like, he is both a secret agent and a racer. Everyone, like, fears. Like, he's like, <laughs> now, like he's the friggin' Batman of this racing world because no one knows who he is, but everyone knows he's dangerous. <laughs> and yet, he's an agent for good. So he's clearly <laughs> the Batman of the racer world. And they still let him race. <laughs> <laughs> they don't have a problem with it. He even works. It's weird because, like, he's a bad guy, but he works with the Inspector Detector. Well, how much a bad guy can he be? Once you see, like, Batman hanging out with Superman, you're not really going to think, well, I wonder what <laughs> Batman does. <laughs> but somehow it's like, hey, isn't that guy, like, a, an agent who works for the, like, the world racing crime police? <laughs> yeah, but he's bad news. It's the corporate nobody, media. Nobody knows his name. He's got an X. <laughs> It's corporate media propaganda, man. <laughs> I mean, that's what he exists. And it kind of works because it's kind of like the idea. It's like, Racer X is here. Look out. <laughs> I like that he can get into the race because I assume it's there's some kind of code <laughs> or, or rules that let you get into a race. And all you have to do is meet those requirements. <laughs> and they won't. They can't ask you your name. <laughs> they can't ask you no. to like take the mask off your face. <laughs> They gotta let you race. They gotta let you race. It's kind of like, are you gonna fight crime? Well, who are you? I'm Batman. Well, all right. <laughs> and there's a scene near the end where Speed Racer gets an invitation. Yeah, and goes to race, and they're like, "Well, he's got this thing. We gotta let him race." Well, there's even that scene in uh, where um, Racer X is fighting the ninja, and he actually takes the thing off and ties it around his mask, his face. <laughs> but like, he doesn't show up anywhere else. Like, it's just him fighting a ninja. It's like, well, the ninja doesn't need to. <laughs> But somehow it's important that he maintains a secret identity because otherwise he loses his mystique. By covering the other half of his face. That's right. <laughs> so the ninja had a really good memory. They could, they could put it together. No, I think that makes sense. Uh, he is Batman. He is Batman. He's just Batman without a secret identity, apparently. <laughs> uh, and this is, like again, the part where they, he's like Speed Racer at his lowest. And, again, another scene where Susan Durand talks about, like, oh, when you race, it's like art. And I, I would roll my eyes. Except that it's a libertarian ideal. It's a, it's a self-actualization of Speed Racer. But also, Susan Sarandon's just a good actress, and she really sells it. And, and Emil Hirsch is a good actor. And it seems very sincere. It's like it's not like glowing sincerity. It's just like, all right, I believe it. I believe in this family's love of racing <laughs> right. and each other. You know what they're going to say. Yeah. But they 
they pull it off. Mm-hmm. Um, there's a scene here where they're in the makeout point, <laughs> I guess. <laughs> Tricky since, speed racer. You know, it makes it makes Killer Clown. It makes Mike and and uh, Debbie. I think that was their names. I can't remember. Makes their makeout session seem like X rated. Yeah. Compared to these two, Mike and Debbie are fiery lovers. <laughs> <laughs> Next to uh, Speed and Trixie, who <laughs> just sit there. <laughs> Mostly as far away apart as they can in the, the bucket seats. Yeah, she's not even like leaning against him. He's not leaning against her. <laughs> and what are they doing? They're talking about racing. That's what yeah. they talk about. And Spreadle pops out of the trunk and catches him almost kissing. I guess. Yeah, almost <laughs> kissing. <laughs> and and then <laughs> the joke that the unspoken third member of the podcast was like, "Think she didn't catch him in the in the middle of a hand job." <laughs> yeah. Spritle. Oh! <laughs> she got a lot of growing up to do, Spritle. Uh, anyway, so that's... Although he hangs out with the monkey, so he's probably seen some shit. Oh, yeah, the monkey knows what's up. The monkey knows what's up. <laughs> He's from the streets. Uh, so it's kind of a non-sequitur, <laughs> but it's just... It's another scene that maybe could have been cut. Yeah, I mean, what does it establish? It, is it because it doesn't really establish anything that's already not been established. Yeah, it certainly doesn't establish that they, these people like each other. To it's sort of, it, it's the idea that like, oh, well, and I'll win and I'll take you up and I'll kiss you. Well, that scene doesn't really need to wrap up that other scene. Like when he yeah. kisses her at the end of that movie, we're, we're, we know what's going on. Right. Yeah. Unnecessary development. Yes. Then that's when Racer X and Inspector Detector show up with the, basically the offer to... Joined the Grand... Was it the Grand Prix? Is that what it is? It's a Grand Prix race. And I like... You're talking about the, the last race. No, there's the race before. Oh, no. Is, no, which one? Um, something the Desert something. Desert something. The Desert something. Well, I mean, it's not just desert. It's also ice roads. I mean, it's it's Mario Kart. The Casa Cristo. The Casa Cristo, like <laughs> Mario Kart tournament. <laughs> well, okay. So the first race, <laughs> Speed Racer's racing a Mario Kart ghost of right. Rex Racer. Right. <laughs> So there's a lot of there's a lot of Mario Kart in this. Well, the the second part in particular is like way Mario Kart. Oh, like yeah. this is all this is like dangerous Mario Kart. This is off the this is the weaponized Mario weaponized Kart. Mario Kart. <laughs> illegal, well not illegal, but this sort of dirty race, and they have to race with Rain, Racer X, and Speed together as a team. And the if they win, they get like an invitation to the. The national race, the Grand, Grand Prix. Prix, and also they they're doing it because that way they can help Rain avoid his company being bought out. I think part of what they were getting from Rain was like his testimony or some documents. Oh yeah, or something it's fake documents that would implicate spoiler alert that he didn't have. Right, Rain's a dick. <laughs> <laughs> he is kind of a jerk in this movie. <laughs> like they're helping him out. He's only at speed. It's like I've been saving your ass. <laughs> Crab at it. Yeah, this is the scene that like to me is. I don't know if it's the highlight of the movie. I think it's my favorite race. Like this, <laughs> this two day race. I like the, the end race. It's cool, but I love this one because it's just got so much color and vibrancy and it is so much of the unregulated <laughs> Mario Kart race. In comparison, the last one's kind of sanitized, which is not really true at all. I mean, it's still got tons of just terrible things going on, but. <laughs> This is the one the refs can't see. This is the one. <laughs> I guess. This, is, this is the one the refs can't interfere in. But yeah, it's yeah, I, I agree. It's, it's, it's my great. favorite race in this movie. Yeah, it's great, and and, and it's mostly because the weapons are out. And, <laughs> and the uh, and the different like theme racers, which I always enjoy. 
<laughs> I love theme. That's why I like I love the Warriors. I love the Vikings. The, the movie, you know, the Warriors, because all the gangs have a theme in the Warriors. They're not just guys. It's like, who are you? We're the baseball furies. It's like, do you have an old timey baseball outfit? I do. Do you like to wear white face paint? I do. We'll join our gang. <laughs> and and I love the idea that there's like a racing team and it's like they're Vikings. And they live in a Viking house and they're eating meat. And there's like the glamour. They're, they're really committed to being right. Vikings. <laughs> they're not like racers who happen to have a theme. This is a world where like wrestling themes. It's a libertarian theme again. If you can be a successful Viking. <laughs> and then like there's the glamour girls and they're paid in diamonds. Yeah. And then there's the 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 gangster guys who are just paid in cash. It's kind of boring. Although I do like their eyes this. light up like cash. <laughs> Dollar signs. I do question the Vikings. It seems like the furs they get are not the equivalent of either the diamonds or the cash. But they just do it for the know. pure love of the pillaging. I'm, I'm willing to buy the furs. I don't know. Fur coats are expensive. I don't know what the there's a you see how much cash is in that briefcase? <laughs> My eyes would light up with dollar signs. This is Speed Racer World. That's true. This is probably from some in, in, bunch of endangered animals. That's true. They they probably there's a bald eagle pelts in there, <laughs> <laughs> and <laughs> some dodo feathers. And so this is the the race that starts uh, right away, like driving through the palace. <laughs> Oh, yeah. It's very Mary Kart. It's right. Just, it's just columns. Columns. <laughs> For them to swallow them through. <laughs> dozens of cars. <laughs> and then, like, immediately somebody uses a slime cannon, tries to get Speed Racer, but he gets out of the way. He's too quick. He's too quick. Flips his car over or something. That's right. <laughs> and then they, they get out in the desert. Is it, was it the desert they get out for? Yeah, because the desert's yeah. the first part. Yeah, yeah. And then this is the scene where basically both the Glamour Girls and the Vikings... Are coming after them. Yeah. So first it's the glamour girls, right? They they're like the, they're driving. The and they shredders got the, come out of their wheels. <laughs> I love the glamour girls because they got like the shiny cars, the makeup. <laughs> they're almost doing. Oh yeah, they're leering, and she's got like her sticks her tongue out, and they're both like running speed, and he's like, oh, it's coming, <laughs> and then they're like, oh, they've got him, and then and it's, what is Racer Rex is like, they're not alone, and then the Vikings come up behind. <laughs> <laughs> So Speed has to race, has to fight the Viking, the, the glamour girls while they're fighting the, the Vikings. So they have these uh, shredders that come out of their tires. Oh, this is one of my favorite. I remember when I watched this scene. Go, go. And they, they get his tire once, right? And he reinflates it. Mm. And they, he comes back and there's a shield in his tire. Right. But it's not just like a shield. It's it actually a little, responds. It's a little buckler on an arm. It's like a mini game they're playing. <laughs> and they're both using a joystick to like fight with the sword and right, shield. Right, <laughs> right. While they're driving next to each other. I love that. It's one of my favorite seasons. This whole race is awesome. Everything. Oh, yeah. Because it's like you're right. Like ding, 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 ding. <laughs> it's, like, it's like they're having martial combat. <laughs> and then he has them smash into each other. They, they're trying to get him. But, of course, this is stupid. By the way. If you haven't figured out the Mach 5 can jump by this point, you deserve what happens to you. <laughs> it's like it's like it's its main move. Yeah. It's jumping. It jumps more than it doesn't jump. Right. It's like it jumps and there's that cool part where it's like he's going down the dune and the cars are tumbling after him and he's trying to he's voiding the cars as they explode. Ah, <laughs> oh, it's a great there's scene. A couple of scenes like that. Oh. And every time I'm a little bored by this movie, I'm just like, "Oh, movie, damn it, you won me over." <laughs> You'll be rewarded <laughs> for sitting through the slow parts. <laughs> uh, 
So then they get to the Vikings. Oh, the Vikings and they're have having some great oh, stuff. Oh, the Vikings are great. <laughs> um, there's one Viking that flips his car over, and a hammer comes down. <laughs> It almost speed in the face. No, I'm like, and I love not, speed racers. Just like they're cheaters. <laughs> and then the B. This is after he's used his buzz sauce, I guess. Well, to be fair, they started it. He did use yeah, the buzz. That's and then, true. And then the B cannon, the B catapult, which he's going to use. <laughs> but then they knocked the bees into the guy who's going to use it, which is poetic, poetic justice. But I love his cartoony beehive. By the way, it's not just a beehive. Yeah. It's like a honey sticking out of it. I'm like, this, this is a wacky beehive. The wacky racers level. <laughs> and then uh, what's the other guy? The other guy's got the ball and chain, the flail. Yeah. And his move is to do like a flip with his car. That'll send the chain <laughs> smashing into you. And it's got one of my other favorite scenes in this movie. He's going to go after, because they're trying to get rain. He's flipping over Racer X to smash rain. And Racer X hits like his jump button and punches the guy. <laughs> like his car jumps up and he punches the guy in the face and it throws off his whole flip. <laughs> and it's one of, and there's that scene where Racer and afterwards Racer X has this like shitting smile on his face. Like he's like... <laughs> That's how you do. Apparently, there's a lot of fine control in that jump. <laughs> <laughs> I love that bit, though. <laughs> yeah, I love that that part. It's just it's one of my favorite parts. That whole this whole race is great. This whole race is great. I cannot <laughs> even just thinking about it. Like even when I was watching, I was like, oh yeah, I remember how awesome this is. So and, I mean, they take out their foes on on this race. And yes, get to the end, but they. They haven't won. And they're behind Snake Oiler because they were distracted. Because <laughs> they were fighting off Vikings and Glamour <laughs> <Yes>. Girls. <laughs> and this is where they kind of rain acts like a jerk because yeah. that's what he does. It's like, I'm saving your Why don't ass, you dude. you bring your A game to yeah. Who are you, Ray? <laughs> you dick. <laughs> and, uh, and then Pops and, and um, the family show up and they have some heartfelt moments. Although I do, again, this works. I just wish it wasn't trying to do much. Like, I love the idea that he's upset with speed for racing, but he's also kind of like, he's a mechanic at heart. And he's yeah. like, oh, so the stuff they added to your car, it screwed everything up, didn't it? And he's like, I'm going to go fix it. Like, yeah. <laughs> That's a good scene. I like Yeah, that. it's good. And I kind of like the ninjas, but I kind of don't. And I think it's because the ninjas have three different feels. The one that comes after Rain is kind of like a ninja deadly assassin. It's kind of like almost... And then the one that comes after um, Racer X is, is a more traditional scene. It has a little comedy at the end, but otherwise it's a very traditional fight scene. And then the the Speed Racer one... It's goofy. Yeah. And it's it like that ninja like is even I mean literally where you have the ninja like when Pop shows up and grabs him <laughs> and he's got the wrestling ring. Like then he's like ooh, ooh. <laughs> like, come on, I know. Yeah, it's a weird progression. If they'd stuck to one and right. there's a later fight in there that's very cartoony. Yes. So if they just stuck to that, yeah. I think it wouldn't have been so noticeable. And and uh I didn't I didn't and I don't there's this line and this is my I'm like, oh, I was a strike where it's like, is that a ninja? And he goes, no more like a ninja. I'm like, that's not a good line. That should be gone. That should have been cut, cut, gone. That's just not a good line. Doesn't land. That was okay. Doesn't work. It. No. I mean, John Goodman <laughs> didn't pull it off. <laughs> it's hard to pull off. Yeah. Might um, help to have an Austrian accent. <laughs> more like a ninja. <laughs> <laughs> see, see it works it works well, it doesn't work better with an Austrian accent <laughs> speed when you race it's like art <laughs> get the point <laughs> my family loves racing 
<laughs> so they fight off the ninjas. <laughs> and the next leg of their... There's like another leg of this race, and right. it's in the mountains and so the desert. <laughs> right, and I like this part. This is and there, there's a some there's a, a plot about like again. This is one of those cases where I think it's cut out mainly because it's it's like the whole thing about the poisoning of rain and all that stuff. It doesn't really matter. I mean, it doesn't really add. A, it adds extra level complications, but this movie already has so many complications. Just they could just have just had them do the next level of race. Yes, there needs to be a reason for them to stop. Why? For that fight scene. But oh, I guess. <laughs> But then you could just That's have... a classic Speed Racer thing. <laughs> That's one of the few things I know about Speed Racer. Well, they will the stop bad guys. the race. Just have the bad guys block the race. I guess. I feel like that's a trope in Speed Racer. They need to stop for some reason. <laughs> Spritel's in the trunk. Because <laughs> he's always in the freaking trunk. Right. <laughs> or something comes up. And it's right. not usually that the race is blocking. I they guess. They just stop for some I reason. I guess. Because they've already got a good explanation for it. Because they're even like, it's the part of the road that's not under under view. Right. So the bad guys would be a perfect place for us to pick an ambush. Sure. <laughs> I'm just saying it'd be a lot simpler than worrying about like this whole trying to manage rain and where he is and all that stuff. I'm kind of okay with that stuff. Uh, I completely disagree. Now I don't believe any of your <laughs> don't buy any of your premises. This is ball shot. <laughs> anyway, but they do stop. <laughs> they do stop regardless, and a fight ensues. <laughs> right. Which is okay. It's kind of fun. Again, I wish it was a little clearer. It's again, it's the, got those star wipes and all that kind of stuff. It's just. With all those wipes and all that kind of stuff. It's just like, uh, you're getting my way a little bit. Otherwise, I enjoy it. Too many wipes. It's kind of yeah. cartoony. Yeah. I like the fight scene. Yeah. And it has the classic, it's... and it's also a classic homage to the fact that, like, Spritel and Jim Tim are hiding in the trunk like they always are. <laughs> Which amazes me that they're not, you know, brain dead or just seems or like something. I check the trunk every single from, time. From flipping around. Yeah, it'd just be like, maybe they maybe they know he's going to do it, so they install, like, cushions that must be it. <laughs> they're like, got their own bubble generator. They're just like, look, Spritel and Chim Chim are going to get there. Let's just make it comfortable. There's a reason Spritel's not that bright. <laughs> <laughs> he gets hit in the head a lot. So. He gets, that's why he like. That's why he hangs out with the monkey uh, or a chimp. Chimps are apes, aren't they? I think chimps are apes. <laughs> I don't know. I think a monkey has a tail. I'll take your word for it. Okay, so I'm going to say I think I know that chimps are apes. <laughs> Monkeys have tails. <laughs> you disagree? Like, comment, subscribe. <laughs> Welcome to Science Facts. Scott and Lee's Maybe Science Facts, where we guess about things that are, might be something you could easily look up. Google it. Why bother? That ends our sciencey segment. <laughs> or does it? <laughs> And this again is the the cool where they're going through the the Hot Wheels ice mountain of death. Yeah, <laughs> there's a lot of Tokyo drifting going on in the mountains. <laughs> you know, Scott, if you're not out of control, you're not in control. <laughs> I did know that. <laughs> oh, there's that part too. I like where uh, uh, Snake Oiler tries to basically use his car to kill Trixie, who's disguised as Rain, and then Speed. Like knocks him off and then almost kills him, <laughs> and only doesn't because he's like he's too good of a guy. But otherwise, he's like, "Hey, you mess with my chick." <laughs> There's a line. Don't make this personal. <laughs> well, and to be fair, I mean, Snake Oiler isn't just trying to beat her; he's trying. He's threatening her life. I mean, that's yeah. He, he's a jerk. Yeah, he's, he's got a good reason. He's the only one who pulls out a gun like during a race. <laughs> the ultimate crime. It is the ultimate crime in the speed racer world. Spearhook. That's kind of unfair, but at least you're racing. <laughs> sure. The bubbles won't stop a bullet. The bubbles won't stop a bullet. <laughs> I guess. <laughs> and uh, so they go through the icy cave of death. 
with like the stalactites and the face. It looks, it's, it's, and this is where Ray, Rex died. I'm using quotation. You can't see my fingers doing quotations, <laughs> but I'm doing that. Because, spoiler alert, <laughs> Razor X is secretly Rex Speed's brother. <laughs> I just think it's funny that your finger quotes failed. <laughs> Failed to translate to the audio medium. <laughs> so well, that's why I mentioned them. See, it works. Speed Racer has a brief moment where he's shaken a little bit, but he gets over it pretty right. Quick. Yeah, well, yeah, because it's where his brother died. And then uh, Euler Chuck. does the uh, well. The, the, again, the cool, the racing in the, the mountains, pretty cool in the mountain. Like, like again, Racer X does some cool stuff where he like he actually blows up a car in front of him and drives over like <laughs> like loopy loops. <laughs> That's good stuff. Yeah, it's good. Uh, and then this is like a great. This is another great moment. This race is awesome. I love this race. <laughs> the oil slick, which is so traditional. It's like, come on, snake oiler. That's lousy. You're not doing beef. People are going to do beefs and flails. You're doing oil slick. That's not even a game here, man. <laughs> he's not a very good racer. He's he's not. <laughs> So Speed hits the oil slick right. and falls over a cliff, I think. Yeah. But this is the opportunity for his – he's got spiked wheels yeah. <laughs> attached to his car. He starts driving down the mountain Yes. <laughs> Flips over to another mountain, starts driving, driving up, up that mountain, mountain <laughs> Which is awesome. It's such a great scene. I it's love badass. that scene. Oh. <laughs> and then, like, he, he actually, like, drives up right in front of Snake Oiler. <laughs> They're racing a little bit of snake weather gets ahead and does the uh oil again. And I love this part where Speed just stops and jumps down to the, the lower part of the track. It's like, well, I'm just not gonna do it that way then. <laughs> I make my own rules. Right. And I love that because it's like, oh you think I'm gonna I don't go on the oil, it's like I'll go somewhere else. <laughs> this is the point where he pulls out a gun. Yeah, because he's really upset because he's losing <laughs> yeah. and he's desperate. And everyone is aghast. <laughs> That's just not This you know, is the line, I think. In, this is the line. <laughs> well, there's a, a John Carter. In the John Carter novels, one of the things in Mars is there's a rule in Mars. If somebody comes at you with a sword, even if you have a gun, you have to use a sword. And they almost all follow this rule. There's only one instance that in all the books I've read where, like, he's fighting, like, this evil scientist. And this evil scientist pulls out a gun. And John Carter loses his shit. This is Mars, dude. You play by the rules. And he totally kills that guy. Like, totally kills him without any... Like, he's really genuinely upset. He's not upset the guy's trying to kill him. He's upset that the guy pulled the gun when he pulled the sword. That's so weird. <laughs> that's Mars, man. That's how Mars works. Come on. That's when this happens. It's like when this guy pulls a gun, you know, I get his desperation, but it's where he's crossed the line. <laughs> Everybody else using, like, their their honey bombs and their... <laughs> Flails, snake, like, snake cannons. It's all. That's all. That's cricket. That's that's <laughs> all above board. <laughs> Any idiot can pull a gun. It's against the rules, kinda. <laughs> but it's not against the code. <laughs> it's not against the code. <laughs> <laughs> and but speed, of course, overcomes him. That's just yeah, you're weak. Right. You're weak. Speed defeats him with his racing skills. <laughs> Yay! Yay! Uh, and then Rain betrays everybody. <laughs> oh, Rain. <laughs> Apparently, they just wanted to raise, raise the, the stock, stock price <laughs> so they could make a lot of money. <laughs> you know, what I do enjoy is movies that are aimed at, like, young people who have stock market deals. Not since <laughs> the Empire called for a vote of no confidence. 
have I been so riveted by political machinations in a movie about space wizards? You know, I'm not you didn't I, like the trade embargo. Stuff? You know, you know, I remember when I was a kid. One of my favorite Transformer storylines is where the Autobots did a trade embargo on Cybertron. It was a great storyline. Yeah. <laughs> and then, and then Megatron. It really hurt Cybertron's economy. That's right. Megatron had to do a filibuster. Oh, what a great storyline! <laughs> Remember that episode where they brokered an arms reduction deal? <laughs> Remember, Remember that. Uh, Remember the time Cobra Commander filed the motion? Oh, man, that was great. <laughs> Wait, which one was that? That was a, There were a couple where he filed the motion. The motion. <laughs> well, I think it was the one where he filed the motion that G.I. Joe couldn't have ninjas anymore. <laughs> totally took him out for a while. It never would have gotten out of committee. <laughs> it, it was tough, man. I mean, <laughs> the Snake Eyes rule is kind of like the Racer X rule. It's like, who's that guy? Well, he's on our team. Well, who is he? He's Snake Eyes. <laughs> Does he talk? Oh, no, he doesn't talk. <laughs> Don't talk to him. <laughs> but he's a ninja. Well, I guess we could use one of those. He's really good. <laughs> All right, fine. What's he look like? Oh, he doesn't show his face. <laughs> but I am pro, just like I am pro Racer X, I am pro ninjas in our armed forces. <laughs> they generally make everything better. They generally make everything better, right? I think a movie that I, I would suggest that I like, we, may, we can talk about later, is I really like the first G.I. Joe Rise of Cobra. Because I think it has some really cool action sequences that are really fun. In particular, there's a scene where young Snake Eyes <laughs> meets young uh, uh, Storm Shadow. Like, they're both kids. It's one of the best freaking fight scenes I've seen in a movie. And it's just these two, like, 12-year-olds beating each other up. <laughs> and it's like, I'm on board. This is a live action movie, or yeah, the first uh, there was a there's the GI Joe Rise of Cobra, which is actually I think pretty solid, and then there was the second one, which wasn't nearly as good. Uh, it had some really cool action sequences, like one where like Snake Eyes is literally abducting Storm Shadow from a mountain monastery, being chased by ninjas down a mountain, and they're like repelling, and it's completely ridiculous, and I love it, I love it. Um, uh, but the first one had some really cool stuff in it, including like there's a part where like like the Baroness. And Storm Shadow are, like, driving around in a super SUV that's, like, literally crushing all the cars in front of him. And G.I. Joe's chasing after it. And, like, Snake Eyes is on the SUV while they're trying to fight him off. Because Snake Eyes is freaking awesome. And then they've got, like, <laughs> it's a great scene. Oh, I love it. I love it. And the Baroness is awesome in that movie. The second one is not nearly as good because it just kind of just kind of lower budget. wasn't very smart wasn't very much as fun. I mean, it's a decent movie. It's, it's the forgettable. Good, the first one I like quite a bit. And I love, here's, huh. not to get too off topic, but the first one, here's the thing I love about the first one that's always, in G.I. Joe, Cobra Commander always seemed like an idiot, especially in the cartoon. This one, like, even though G.I. Joe is, succeeds in foiling him, sort of, at the end of the movie, there's a scene where he goes like, you can call me Commander. And it totally makes Cobra Commander look like a badass. <laughs> I may have to check that yeah, out. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But anyway, coming back to... <laughs> what were we talking about? We were talking about... Uh... Oh, before we do that. <laughs> okay, okay. Um, that just reminded me of... There's a scene in Ninja Assassin. Yeah. Where the kid's... He's still training. Oh, yeah. But he has to kill that guy in a bathroom. Oh, yeah, yeah. That's a good fight scene. Yeah, that's a good fight scene. <laughs> there's like this 12-year-old kid taking on a a big guy. <laughs> like a big was bruiser older. guy. I thought it was older. But I mean, it's still it a great fight scene. It's a pretty small scene. kid, though. Yeah, well, like the big like Russian gangster guy. Yeah, I actually submit that it's really hard to have a bad fight scene in a bathroom. <laughs> like, huh. 
Terminator uh, ju- 3 Judgment Day, was that the third one? Like, it's an okay movie. I like it. I, I, I actually like it better than 2, but that's I know I'm controversial. Whatever. But there's a scene in Ooh, that. You monster. Where, there's a scene in that where the Terminator, Schwarzenegger fights the other Terminator in a bathroom, and they're like literally hitting each other with urinals. <laughs> yeah. And it's a great scene. And it's, again, it's one of those scenes that I talk about, like, what inspired me to write my novel, The Automatic Detective. <laughs> and that was one of those scenes because I was like, robots are freaking awesome action heroes because they just beat the crap out of each other functionally. <laughs> like, like, they don't go like, oh, I'm stunned. They're like, oh, you hit me with the urinal. Well, I guess I'll have to punch you now. And they fight, and it's always cool. That was a good scene. Yeah. That might be the rule. <laughs> anyway. All right. <laughs> Speed racer. Yes. Um, so stuff happens. <laughs> uh, Speed Racer gets an invite to the Grand Prix. There, they, they. Oh, there's a the, scene here where uh, Speed Racer is walking out just like Rex did at one point. Oh yeah, yeah. This is um, a good scene. Yeah, this is this is a good one. This was one I would definitely want to keep. Yeah, John Goodman comes in and and has this. So when Rex leaves, John Goodman because it even it even had that scene at the beginning where it's like Spritel's like, "Can I go with you?" Yeah, and he's like, "No," and he's like, "Why?" And he goes, "When it's your turn, you'll know." Right. It's Which is kind of like saying it's the cycle. It's the cycle. Right. So the the first scene that we see is Rex leaving mm-hmm. earlier in the movie and uh, Pops or John Goodman. Laying down the law. Kind of chews him out. Mm-hmm. He's like, if you leave, don't come back. Right. <laughs> um, but the scene of Speed Racer, uh, he's he's softened. He's, you know. He's actually learned to listen. Grown as a character. Right. Because what does he say? I, I lost your brother the day I let him walk out that door. Yes. And he's like, I'm not going to try to try to stop you while walking out the door, but I want you to know that you're welcome back. Right. You can that's a great scene. That's a great parallel. And it's a great moment because you're right. I really like because it's, it's almost like you expect that scene to play it exactly the way it is, but it isn't. You know, and that's that's a great part. Where right. So there's a lot of schmaltz in the movie and some of it could have been cut, but th- those two scenes are really kind of central to the It helps that the actors are solid. The, all they, the actors are definitely. solid. Again, like like that line. I mean, I know it's dumb, but that line where he's like, well, you know when it's your turn. It's like, oh, you cut me to the heart, racer. You cut me. It's like, no, break the cycle. Heavy stuff. Yeah, and that's when, Good and then stuff. that's when the uh, daughter of the uh, Rain's sister shows up, and she's got the official Grand Prix yeah. invitation that you can just show up on the day and have it. Yep. Yeah, it's the only requirement. Like, here you go. Technically, you had to be part of the winning team on. Uh, yes, Costa yes, Mesa you had to be one of the, the winners. Yes, whatever. He has the invitation. <laughs> it's good to go. And then they. This is the montage scene we're talking about, where Everybody they're building. They're building the racer with all the parts. <laughs> and yeah, uh, but the racer family, they're just working hard together. Oh, this is so libertarian. <laughs> So earlier, Royalton says he can build a car in 36 hours yeah. on this giant machine that he's got put together. And the racer family saying, well, it takes us a couple of weeks or something like that. <laughs> this is where they, they show their grit. They show their grit. And they put, <laughs> put together, together a car, car in 30 hours or and something. And designed it, too, from the ground up, by the way. <laughs> it's not like they're making just another car. Like, this is the Mach 6. <laughs> they, not only do they build the car, they revolutionize racing through will alone. Ayn Rand would be very pleased. It's, she would be very pleased. It's easy to do. You just got to work hard. <laughs> you you just have the vision. <laughs> who, you know, who is John Galt? <laughs> is that from Atlas Shrugged? Yes. <laughs> okay. You, you, you don't know your Atlas Shrugged? I haven't read it. Uh, I haven't read it either. <laughs> I have seen the uh, the the movie adaptation, hmm. which is fascinating uh, because... There's always this thing about painting like objectivists as bad guys, and I apologize if you're objectivist. I don't think you're a bad guy, but the movie sure makes them seem like it because there'll be stuff like 
Like, they all act like uh, Royalton. <laughs> like, all the characters are supposed to like, like Royalton. And, like, at one point, somebody even says, like, oh, we're here for charity. And he's like, no, I'm not going to give any charity. He's like, oh, you don't care for the homeless? You don't care for the homeless? No, I don't. And it's not like, you, you, you might be able to betray it in an interesting way. But instead, it just comes across like, well, what a dip. Shit. What, a, what an asshole. Uh, but in this case, the Speed Racer family, they're nice. <laughs> and they build, they revolutionize racing in a weekend. Your friendly neighborhood objectivists. <laughs> That's because they talk the talk and walk the walk. That's right. They mostly are just doing it. It's not those uh, linos, <laughs> libertarians in name only. <laughs> linos. <laughs> I guarantee you there's a term that, 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 that people in the know would know. Every political movement has that. Let us know. Like, comment, <laughs> subscribe. <laughs> <laughs> this is your sort of political theory moment, along <laughs> with our sort of science moments. <laughs> Sciencey, politically, you know, we get it as deep into politics <laughs> as you care to go. <laughs> you don't want to go any further than this. <laughs> it just gets it gets messy. Yeah, it gets messy. Same way science. You don't want to. You don't know more science. Yeah. Once you know there's between an ape and a monkey, you're done. <laughs> <laughs> Basically, understand evolution. You're done. You're done. <laughs> and um, <laughs> Charles Darwin's book is page one monkey, page, page two one. ape. <laughs> <laughs> you read that one, I see. <laughs> well, it was a picture book. So. Oh, <laughs> I think it's first a jellyfish theory of evolution pop up book. <laughs> theory. I would buy that. I would like that. <laughs> and then. And then they all died in a fire. <laughs> so they, they revolutionized race and they show up at the last minute yeah. with their car. Right. <laughs> and there's a great, okay, so they managed to get in. Yeah. Inspector, detector, yeah. whatever his name is. Shows you up. got it right, by the way. I like that you haven't been getting it right the whole time. And you get it right and immediately are like, whatever. <laughs> that one's hard for me for some reason. <laughs> So he shows up and um, makes sure that they let Speed Racer in. Yes. Uh, and he goes in the locker room and there's just... Well, like the guy's like a million dollars. There's a... <laughs> Bring me the head of Speed Racer for a million dollars. Well, the locker room is full of the other racers. That are all sinister. It's like a gallery of rogues. <laughs> there's one guy with a straight razor just <laughs> slowly shaving himself yeah. while he stares down there's Speed some, Racer. There's some hot chick like zipping over her suit and just glaring. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's great. And you and that thing, it's like then and there's that line like again when they pull up and they're on the racetrack. He's pulling up, this starting, and and Richard Roundtree is I forget the one guy, Speed something, whatever I guess name with the racer. And he's like he goes, he's like this isn't a race, this is a he- uh, headhunt or something like that. It's like because it's just every racer in the in the world is going to kill Speed Racer in this race. This is like a Kill Bill, volume one. Speed Racer is in the middle of the, of the, the crazy 99. <laughs> oh, no, no, no he does. Yeah, no, yeah, she yeah. kills all those guys in one. You're right. Um, yeah, <laughs> it's Kill Bill with cars. <laughs> so everybody's out to get him. <laughs> so it's, it's the final race. Right. And, they, and it's really good. Um, yeah. Um, it's not as good as the other one because there's no bees. But <laughs> it's no Costa Costa, whatever that yeah, is. Yeah, but oh. it's, 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 it's cool, solid. Though. It's solid. It's a lot of fun. 
I love the uh, like the opening right away. Someone tries to ram him. Yeah. Like somebody jumps in front of him to to stop him, and and of course he jumps because that's what he does. Right. We're establishing that Speed Racer is on his game. Yes. For this race. That's right. And there's, uh, no, there's no internal discord anymore. No, no. He's he's ready. He's gonna he's gonna. This is his this is his action hero. This is the moment of like the action hero who's like got all his, his stuff. Yeah. He walks in. It's like this is it. You've lost. It's over. Is this accept it? And he goes down the super death Hot Wheels track. <laughs> a, oh boy! Um, there's spikes for no reason. <laughs> the, the spike zone, <laughs> and then there's like the sheer drop off zone. Yeah, where it's just like ninety degrees almost. I think it is ninety. <laughs> it's like it looks like it. There's a part where he's driving down it, and I love that part where like the car. Uh, like there's a car that he's it's like tried to get him but it's getting smashed and it's like rolling around right falling and he's dodging the car while he's driving <laughs> that's fantastic yeah yeah and uh i take it back it's a great race it's not my, it's not of, my favorite but it's a kind of that's cool stuff. oh it's a good race yeah there's a lot of spinning around yeah <laughs> at the same time other people are spinning that's around. right um so he catches up with what's that one part like the one part like i love where it's like three or four cars are trying to push him off the track yeah, and they all line up and, and they're like using each other and he just jumps off of the track and pushes them all away because <laughs> it's like it's power this is the Mach 6 boys it ain't the Mach 5 this is the Mach 6 you don't know what you're messing with that's right it's like man and machine in harmony <laughs> done and then uh, Cannonball yeah it's Cannonball the, I think so the former like future Hall of Famer guy he's uh, the, the current famous racer yeah. favorite I guess and um, and they're racing, and they're 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 sort of. This is sort of that moment that's like Cannonball's a sellout, yeah. And Speed is the hero, <laughs> and then and then they they're like they're this is serious. They're head to head. This is the big showdown. Cannonball hooks him with the. Uh, he realizes he can't beat him, and then he he, uses he cheats. The, uses the the right. spear hook. Spear hook. This is illegal modification. Yeah. that Attaches their cars together. Yeah. Um, and it was used earlier in the movie to take right. Speed out of that race. Because you've got to use the Royalton legal modifications. Saying you're going to lose. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> so they're hooked together, and then Speed like jumps next to a camera so yeah, everybody can see. Right. Cannonball shame. <laughs> Cannonball shame. It could, Richard Roundtree tells us he could cost him that Hall of Fame. Yeah. <laughs> and then he takes him out, right? Like he, yeah. he he takes him out, but then his car is his car stalled. Right. And there's a moment where he has to listen to the car. Part of the car. <laughs> Feel the soul. Feel of the, the soul. Use of the, the car. force, basically. <laughs> and again, I think this is the part where again I give the movie a little. I get annoyed because all these themes are pretty well established, and yet the movie keeps reminding us. Once he's like, we saw the scene where his brother tells him to listen to the car. So he's listening to the car, but then the movie's like, remember that scene where he's listening, telling us, "Yeah, I saw that. I was there. It's not that long ago. I know this is a long movie. It's not that long." <laughs> so like. Remember that scene where they talked about how racing was important to their family? Yes, I remember that. I was here. This whole friggin' movie's been about that. <laughs> Are you sure you got it? Are you sure? <laughs> Corporations can, you know, big racing can destroy a soul. Thanks, movie. I got it. I figured it out. You think this is another case where um, some producer came down... After watching the the first cut, That's and they're like, I don't, hmm, I don't know if people are going to get this. That's interesting. You know, I I almost could buy it because it's sort of the same reason the Matrix. Like people always make fun of the Matrix because that's the battery idea, which doesn't really work. Yeah. But the reason that they did that is because the studios were like, well, the whole thing about a neural network is too complicated. <laughs> that's the whole reason they did that. The original idea was that is it was it? that the the human minds I didn't know that at were all. basically all connected together. So even though we were, they also were used as a computer processor power. And it was it was 
But the idea was that people... That would have made so much more right. sense. Right. But the networks were like... Uh, the executives were like, well, no. Make it simple. How about they're like batteries? And of course, somebody might say like, well, you know, thermodynamics. And I'm like, shut up, nerd. <laughs> Get out of here. <laughs> Conservation of my boot up yeah. ass. <laughs> <laughs> That's exactly what the executive said. Quote. Conservation of my boot up here. See... Now time for another sort of science moment. <laughs> energy can be neither created or destroyed. Therefore, you can't put energy into a human body and get more out than you put into it. There you go. It can only be guided into your ass. <laughs> it's only except for the boot in your ass. Um, so, yeah, I think I feel like there's a possibility of that. I can see um, that. I can see that. Especially now that I know that they fucked with the Matrix. Yeah. So he listens to the car. And then he makes it go again. Yeah. I love that he's constantly falling behind. If he just thought up the solution, that would have been fine. Yeah, it'd be like he's a good racer. But see, that right. goes back to the sports thing. It's the heart. If Sparky it's not the had mind. been like going through manuals or something, yeah. he's like, "Do this." Well, yeah, but then Sparky would be the hero. See, that's, that's the real catch of this sort of. That's when this becomes propaganda. <laughs> Instead of just being, well, just know your car. <laughs> Just know it. No, you got to feel it. I'm like, you know what? You can just know it. It's all right. <laughs> yeah. It's okay to study a little bit. Right. You know, knowledge is also important. <laughs> it's not just heart. <laughs> so he does the magic thing. He gets the car going and just crushes through everybody. This is a foregone conclusion at this stage. But he does do that cool thing where he hooks two cars and does like a super ninja flip with his car. <laughs> and they explode for extra drama. And he drives through the explosion and he's spinning, and it looks like a tunnel because of the. It's like it's like it's full of stars. It's full of stars. He's become one with the Eraser universe, and he wins. He drives straight through that last metaphor. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and then I love the the the. By the way, the uh, Royalton, like again, he plays this part perfectly well. Like I love, and this scene is shot well, where he's like, <laughs> he's so upset, and then like he smashes the ice sculpture, and he looks around, and like everyone's got their back to him because they're like, no, no, no. And then that one guy looks at him and just kind of shakes his head. <laughs> like, you poor bastard. Yeah, that's Royalton's great. done. <laughs> Royalton's done. So good in that. Roger Allen. Yeah. yeah. I'll try to remember that. Dead on. <laughs> so Speed Racer wins the race, drinks some cold milk. That's right. And kisses Trixie. Ooh, the afterglow. <laughs> they briefly press their lips against yes, one another. <laughs> the, the white hot passion of Speed Racer. <laughs> and then go, I don't know, masturbate different cars. <laughs> <laughs> Why do you have to go and soil it? I'm sorry. Soil it, Scott. It's horrible now. Now I can't. <laughs> I mean, I don't want to judge their lifestyle choices. That's fine. I'd like to. I'm not judging. I anybody. would like to think that they masturbate in the same car <laughs> next to each other, looking into each other's eyes lovingly. <laughs> Fine. Why do you fear closeness, the Scott? The monkey in the back. <laughs> the monkey in ch- with Chim Chim and Sprite on the back. Uh, <laughs> Scott is a weird territory now. Yeah, I don't mean for that to get that weird. <laughs> 
Uh, any any final thoughts on the movie? I think it's a good movie. I think I think it could have been great. I think it's good. I think its weaknesses are are not so bad that they get in the way. Every time I watch it, even though I think it's too long, I do enjoy it. Beehive Cannon, <laughs> that alone sells me. The racing stuff. Every time I'm like, oh, this is kind of cool. But like the racing stuff. Every time I watch it, I'm just like, oh, this is really cool. I wish this this <laughs> I wish this was a video game I could play right now. You have me at Beehive Cannon. <laughs> Viking uh, racers. <laughs> yeah. I agree. Um, it's not, you know, the best movie, but no. very good movie. And if it, ah, if they had cut 30 minutes out of it. And it wouldn't be that hard. Just cut out some subplots and then you're done. Yeah. Editing makes all the difference, man. It does. It's got a lot of the elements. But <laughs> yeah. Stronger hand on the editing. would have. Yeah. Yeah. Still, still an excellent movie. Yeah. I still like Check it. it I mean, I'm glad I saw it. And every time I watch it, I'm like, oh, this is, this is solid. I really enjoy it. And it's fun to, I mean, anytime you have a sword fight, sword shield fight with while people are racing cars, <laughs> pretty awesome. So uh, our I next can't be wrong. <laughs> so our next movie, we've decided you, this is unanimous. This wasn't even like we had to talk about it. We're like done. Oh, absolutely. Yes, the Last Dragon. <laughs> was it nineteen eighty five? Was it nineteen eighty five? Nineteen eighty five is the Last Dragon, uh, produced by Motown legend Barry Gordy. Oh. Mm-hmm. It is a black exploitation film about sort of yeah yeah it's more like I a, think it falls in that category sort of I guess I don't know I'm not sure what the definition of that is <laughs> uh, you know it's it's difficult to say um, because even the term is kind of uh, uh, clumsy I mean like one of my favorite uh, black exploitation movies is Isaac Turner's uh, Isaac Hayes' Truck Turner which has Nichelle Nichols as it <laughs> in it as the bad guy Uhura <laughs> and it's a great movie I love it. It's got a great song. I recommend right now. Go go Google Truck Turner theme song. It's like, oh, it's awesome. And uh, sung by Isaac Hayes. Oh, nice. And, um, but, like, there's another guy, uh, Fred Brown, who's, like, was in a lot of those movies. And he said one time, he, they asked him, he was like, well, I never thought I was exploited. I mean, they paid me money. <laughs> yeah. And it was kind of a chance for the, the, the community to kind of get, you know, for black people to kind of get exposed and, and experience part of the culture and be part of the culture. I guess it's because we're just innately suspicious of these things. And maybe, I don't know, maybe I'm just an insensitive jerk. I don't know. But a lot of them were, like, Blackula? Blackula's one of my favorite vampire movies. I don't know if you've ever seen Blackula. Nope. Uh, it's very traditional. It's, it's very on the, uh, traditional. It's like 70s, so it's kind of got that element. But, like, Blackula himself is a great character, and I love that movie. <laughs> uh, it's one of my favorites. And uh, Scream Blackula Scream is not quite as good, but it's still pretty good. And I love um, Pam Greer in it. She's, like, awesome. And she's, like, a voodoo priestess in it. Oh, it's a great movie. You really opened my mind. And Blackula, like, he's dressed all in the opera cloak and all that stuff. <laughs> and there's, like, the detectives and the police are trying to figure it out. And, and he's awesome. Blackula's awesome. Uh, well, and, he's a great, and he's a great actor, so. Undercurve Brother is based on that kind of movie. Yes. Um, which I enjoyed that. Yes. <laughs> So I don't mean to imply that I didn't enjoy. I know what you're. I know what you're saying. Yeah. Movies with that title. Yeah. Or in that, I don't know if it's genre even. <laughs> I guess. But no, I get what you're saying. But no, I mean, Last Dragon's a great movie, and I look forward to watching it again. Oh yes. Uh, it's it's very 80s, but in a very good way. I have the glow. <laughs> to know without knowing. You will too. <laughs> after this next podcast. <laughs> Who is the master? We are the masters. <laughs> so until then, he's Scott. <laughs> he's Lee. We just saved the movie. Yeah. <laughs>
save the movie studio. <laughs> Man, that's ambitious. You ready for a You know, show? I'm just saying, dream big. Yeah. <laughs> save the movies featuring uh, Tupac. <laughs> he came back just for us. He's <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> here to talk about <laughs> Sister Act 2, Back in the Habit. <laughs> And we're like, we don't really like that movie very much, but you can't turn down Tupac. <laughs> you didn't look at it through the Tupac slides. I didn't see it, right? <laughs> you didn't truly see Sister right. Act 2. <laughs> it's the Empire Strikes Back of the Sister Act trilogy. <laughs> it's not really a trilogy, but it should be, damn it. If Hollywood <laughs> would get, get down off the high horse. <laughs> All right. <laughs> Let's Make do Sister Act 3. Revenge of the Habit. <laughs> Revenge of the Habit. Revenge of Jesus. <laughs> all right, is this good? It's good? Hold on. All right. Yeah, it's fine. All right, all right. Ready? Uh, yeah. Okay. He's Scott. <laughs> he blew it. He blew it. 